On this episode of the Nets and Celtics podcast, we'll take one more look back at the Celtics besting the Bucks in seven. And of course, a look ahead to the Miami series, breaking down the matchups, making predictions, plus the Celtics' health may be in question. All right, Chelsea, so wow, just wow is how you say the seven-game series with the Celtics. And I called it going to seven. I said I like the Celtics in seven you because did. of their health, because of the role players they got, the defense that they can to slow Giannis down, the home court advantage. I mean, I'll give you your flowers too. We've been giving it to you with Grant. So how about that moment for I, you? I'm applauding you. You know, like I am going to give you your props for calling it Celtics in seven, even though it should have been Celtics in six, like mm -hmm. I said, if they didn't completely blow it in game five. But yeah, I mean – that game seven was incredible. I wasn't expecting a blowout at 109, all. 89, 81. Like and it was holding the Bucks to 81 yeah. points for the game. That's yep. huge. So, yeah, I guess shout out to you. <laughs> Thanks. I, I like the enthusiasm, <laughs> too. But how they did it, I mean, come out and you see Giannis score or assist on 24 of the Bucks' first 26 points. Yeah. In that pick and pop zone, not necessarily attacking the rim, but just finding that cushion. He kept releasing it. Him and Drew were clicking, and you're like, that mm -hmm. could be an issue. That high the pick and roll is nice between the both of them. Yeah, and it's been, and the Celtics just seem to not have an answer for that, but they weather the storm. And then what was big with home court for me, I didn't see it as a disadvantage for the Bucks because you go to the last year's playoff run. Mm -hmm. They start down 0-2 against the Suns. They had a really tough seven-game series against Brooklyn. The Hawks series went six. They still had to tough it out. They've been there. They've done that. They know what it's like. But it was an advantage for the Celtics. Because you see what Grant Williams did, and even a guy like Peyton Pritchard, lost in the shuffle, is Pritch in the fourth quarter just slamming the hammer on the nail repeatedly with the threes he was making, the shots he was taking, the energy he was bringing, yeah, saying, was this is what sure. I do. But Grant Williams, 27 points. Pritch, 14 points, four for six for three off the bench. And Jason Tatum... And Jalen Brown, especially JT, not playing his best game in Game 7. Frustration fouls. Mm -hmm. But the Celtics in a championship team, they showed they have the depth. They overcame that. And they beat a team that I was tough to go back onto the Celtics side after that Game 5 loss, like you alluded to. Yep. A lot of people wrote everyone off. They said that's the type of series, that's the type of loss that yep. rips your heart out. And the Celtics had an answer in two straight games. Yeah, I mean, talk about like capitalizing under pressure. Like, and it was just like the question that you asked Jason after the game five loss about is there a sense of pressure going into game six, having to win on the road and then coming back and having to win game seven to advance? I mean, I think the Celtics play great under pressure. I feel like they thrive under pressure, you know, when the heat is on. <laughs> no pun intended. No, well done. <laughs> Bars. But when, yeah, when the heat is on, the Celtics, they rise to the occasion, so to speak. The game seven response was huge. I mean, when you talk about team basketball, we should look directly to the Celtics because there was one player in each game throughout this seven-game series with the Bucks that stood out or that stepped up. I mean, like we had like the Jalen Brown uh, game. We had the Tatum game, obviously, in game six when he went off. Uh, Al Horford in game four. Then we had the Grant Williams game. I mean – they play together so well as a team, and I think that's their biggest advantage and their biggest threat to other teams. Granted, we're going to get into the Miami um, Heat matchup because they also play as a team very well, but I think that the Celtics dug deep, and they were able to pull out two wins. And I think also we can just talk about how great it is that they're able to win on the road. 
Yeah, and because like you said, I mean, the first win they had to get in the series, uh, of course, was at home. But then they respond to that game three loss with Tatum yeah. dropping thirty in the one sixteen one oh eight win. But you're right, because I mean, like Jalen Brown had thirty in game two, then Jason Tatum had thirty, and then the forty six he went off, mm-hmm. and it was even when he had to go scorched earth and score forty six points. That made us, or it made a Giannis forty-four and twenty game completely non-existent. Yeah, but I think I think that's the biggest reason why the Celtics the Celtics were able to pull out this series is the fact that they have such a supporting cast. They have the answers. Yeah, everywhere. exactly. So it's like for Giannis to go off for forty, he had a couple forty-point games. Obviously, he's gonna get his rebounds, and he was he gets his guys open. We can talk about Giannis and how much of an assister he is, and I think that it's great, but. His guys weren't able to knock down shots. And mm-hmm. so it's like you have Giannis. Half of the series, he was completely gassed because he was doing so much for them just to keep them in games. Uh, I do think that the series did go one game longer than it should have. Um, and credit to Giannis. I mean, he's an incredible player, but he didn't have the supporting cast like Jason and Jalen do. And the defense, you know, I've the defense I've said would always show up, but what they did in game seven they held Giannis to eight second-half points in 20, 20, 22 minutes in the second half. He got off to a 10-8-6 start, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. So it was like, all right, this is going to be an all-time game between the two superstars. But we see what it was for Grant Williams to step up. And credit to him, it's why I really like Ime Udoka. And I was asked, you know, going on Milwaukee radio, Ime Udoka, Mike Boonholzer, who would you take? And I went with Ime. And sure, you could say there's recency bias in there, but... Ime gets the most out of his guys. Jalen Brown said it after the Nets series, credited his poise, his composure, mm-hmm. him him pushing them. Hey, if you do the game plan, that's going to work. Not wavering from his game plan. Mm-hmm. And it worked. He said the same thing after the Game 7 win. He was talking about his poise, the confidence. And he said this, it stuck out to me. You could tell looking in his eyes that we were going to win the series. We just need to handle our business. The Celtics show up, play their basketball, play disciplined basketball, and that's what Ime got for them. And even for him, the moments he had with Grant Williams, he's like, if they're going to disrespect you like that, shoot it. Because he Let had it go. two tough outings in Game Five and Game Six. I mean, he was getting in foul trouble. He oh, wasn't terrible. able. Was that Game Five when he, he only had he didn't score in Game Five? I don't yeah, think it was. It was he was six for nine from three in Game Two. Then the next four games, he shot two for fourteen from three. Yeah. And then he responds the way he did, having right. literally a Steph Curry like game, which <laughs> he'll remind you of. Literally, literally, Grant Curry. Um, but I think that, yeah, for for Grant to come out and respond the way that he did was huge. I mean, we, even before the Net series, we talked about who would be, you know, that player to watch, the factor for the Celtics and their postseason run. And I said Grant Williams because I know what I'm talking about, frankly. Of course, you always do. <laughs> but um, but seriously, Grant, I think, I mean, he is a threat offensively. Behind the three-point line, I mean, we can talk about how much teams just leave him open, just hang out to dry on three-point line. He makes them pay. And then defensively, he puts his body on the line for his teammates. And defense is all passion. It's all heart. It's all work. And Grant Williams is willing to do that. I mean, going up against Giannis for seven games is tough. And you got Bobby Portis in there. You got Brooke Lopez in there. Some big dudes that you're, like, battling with in the post. And Grant Williams was able to get great stops, and he was able to turn his defense into offense, which was huge. I mean, seven three-pointers, that's that's a career-high seven three-pointers. He also led the Celtics in scoring for the first time ever. Led him in shots. In shots, but in scoring. Like, he led led everyone in scoring with 27 because Giannis only finished game seven with 25. Yeah. And for the Celtics, he has never led the team in scoring in a regular season game, in a postseason game. So, I mean, shout out Grant Williams. I saw it. I know who you are. Yeah. 
I respect you. I loved it. After the game, Jason Tatum was like, I told Grant, don't get used to it. Most shots, most points. And then he was joking, of course. But yeah. And it was good. Uh, you know, people in Milwaukee were probably shocked because they were like, oh, we stopped Tatum and Brown. We have this guy. But he's been doing that all year. He's been one of the best shooters because credit to him. He's a guy six foot six power forward that came out of Tennessee. And in college, you could play at six foot six. The NBA is the betweener. He's not athletic yeah, enough to be a wing. Not yeah. a good enough score. Like, what are you going to do? Worked on his defense first. That got him minutes. Then had to work on his shooting. That's what got him minutes. He's fought his way to the bench. He's literally like, what happened in game seven wasn't just out of nowhere. He's been working on it the last two seasons. He's been putting it together this entire season. And his teammates went up to him. They got pissed that he wasn't shooting. And he said, when you got 15 guys yelling at you to shoot, that gives you confidence. It's, yeah. It shows how together they are as a team. And when you have... Two elite wings, like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. And you need those guys around to tie everything together. Grant Williams is that crucial piece, what will be in this championship yeah. run, which I think they can make. Yeah, that's the tough thing about being a tweener is that you're almost not quick enough offensively to play a wing or like a small forward role, but you're fast enough defensively to lock down the bigger guys. And, and strong. He yeah, is. and he's, he's built. Um, like a fire hydrant. Yeah, <laughs> like a fire hydrant. Low man what? wins. <laughs> fire hydrant yeah he's just short in style short king <laughs> summer even though he's six foot six he's oh short on gosh. the court okay but <laughs> we'll leave that there but yeah i mean he's he's fast enough and quick enough and agile enough to stop guys and slow guys down in the post so shout out grant williams he's also a huge fan of the WNBA, which you know i love so very much so shout out to grant all around great hooper and what was big tatum when he picked up his fourth foul the rest of the stretch i think it was like smart white brown grant and al horford on the floor they were plus seven with Milwaukee to close out that quarter. So you lose your best player. You've always struggled to create offense without Jason Tatum on the floor, who was being a good playmaker. And when he did sub back in, what I liked about him, he wasn't pushing and pressing to find his offense. Because I think his first play back on the floor, he swung around, got an assist to Grant Williams for a three. Mm -hmm. So Tatum didn't step in and go, okay, I need to be the superstar here. I need to take over. He was like, let me look at the scoreboard. Let me see how the offense is flowing. Let me continue to be a playmaker and get the ball moving. Right. But that, to go out plus five over the Bucks without Jason Tatum on the floor because he's in foul trouble. And because mentally he wasn't at 100%. He was having these frustration-type plays. That's what's big. That's yeah. why it's a big championship yep. team. All right, so doesn't get any easier because they go from a great defensive team, a long, big sure defensive team in the Bucks, sure doesn't. to much more athletic. Yep. One through five can D you up. Yeah. One that, from Giannis, who is an all-time high-compete guy, to Jimmy Butler, who plays every minute like he's not guaranteed to play the next. It is insane. No matter how much he gets paid, no matter what guarantees he has, that's been him since his Marquette days and well before then. Yeah, Jimmy the Butler's insane. a dog. I mean, I this, is, this is going to be a, a dog fight, literally. Um to get to the finals and we talk about how the Celtics have no drop-offs defensively how they all buy in and they play team defense and I mean the heat are the exact same way the only thing I will say is that Miami brings a different sense of intensity to their defense where it's like very much like in your face like we're playing we're playing rec basketball like we're playing street bat like they're just they bring a different level of intensity that I think that the Celtics are going to have to adjust to um, in this series in order to keep up with them defensively. So I think the big part we saw what the Bucks did in game one was pressure them all 94 feet of the court. Don't let them bring up the ball easily. Don't let them establish themselves. And they kind of stopped, which surprised me, especially when you have Drew Holiday. 
But for the Heat, they can do that because with Jimmy Butler, absolutely. You know, we, we'll see what Kyle Lowry with his hamstring. Victor Oladipo. Yep. Huge Victor Oladipo stand. Yeah, and I think, but like, the, and the same time, Tucker. Yeah, PJ Tucker, one of their best shooters, and PJ, one like of their PJ best Grant, defenders. One yeah, of their yeah, best yeah. Defenders. And what was PJ doing last year? Winning a ring with the Bucks. Yeah. So he's got that championship experience. He's right. got that dude that'll be like, "Hey, we've weathered this storm. I've been through this before." They've been. He was down 0-2. I'll say it again against the Suns, and the Suns ran the Bucks off the floor. And then they ripped four straight. Yeah. So he brings that experience. And you think about it, like PJ Tucker is an Al Horford is a Grant Williams. Like mm-hmm. the matchups are a lot more even here. I'm interested because you go from a guy. And Ime just had his presser earlier today and I asked him, what do you pull from the Bucks series and another tough defensive challenge to not at least have another game one letdown, right? And they bring a different type of defense. They have the wrinkle of they'll throw in a zone and they'll mm-hmm. play you 94 feet. Mm-hmm. But what the Heat bring as well is like that dog mentality. And yep. for them, it's like we've gotten that punch in the face. We've had that shock happen. They hope it doesn't happen again. But the Heat can bring that right away. Absolutely. This is also a rematch of the 2020 Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble. Do you remember that? Seems like forever I ago. I know. I'm happy that feels like forever ago. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, this is a rematch. And the, uh, the Heat won in six. So I think that the Celtics definitely have that series on the back of their mind saying, you know, th- we obviously didn't go out the way that we wanted to. This is a different team with a different coach. And I think that they're going to bring use that as momentum going into this series moving forward. Yeah, and it's you look back on that like Jimmy took Jason Tatum's lunch that series like he bested him, and now JT is a different type of player now. Yeah, bigger, more physical, better defender, yep. better offensively all around. Yep. That is, I mean, it's gonna be a highly contentious series. I still like Celtics in six. I do. Okay. I think he take game one. Celtics always bounce back. They have. They haven't let me down yet. I think the first floor four games are split. Then I think the Celtics hit that next gear. Game five in Miami, they take it. Game six at home in TD Garden. Same thing for me. But the big part, Ime did reveal today too. So Robert Williams will be available. Still like no minute restriction, but on a needed basis. Mm-hmm. So Ime is going to be cautious with Rob Williams. Mm-hmm. He might keep the rotations the same. They might see how game one, game two goes before they push him. But Marcus Smart, foot sprain, says he's tender. Woj tweeted that the MRI, MRI came back clean. I mean, Marcus, the way he plays, the dude's always banged up. It's, right. He's that physical. He does that much. I think he plays in game one, but Marcus Smart is the main ball handler. He's the guy that runs that offense. The Heat will force, you all, force turnovers, which we've seen as plague the Celtics, mm-hmm. and the Celtics' ball handling still is not the best to me, and that's where the Heat can really take advantage in this series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think with Rob, they're obviously not going to rush him back. Uh, They're saying no minutes restrictions, but obviously they're going to continue to monitor because you need him for the duration of this series, especially when we have guys like Bam Adebayo, who's inside. He's also very long Mm -hmm. and lean like Rob is. Offense runs through him, too. Yeah, and he'll swipe at everything. So I think that having Rob in there defensively is going to be uh, – like he's going to have a great impact on Bam. Um, also with PJ Tucker, I'm very excited to see the PJ Tucker Grant Williams one v one situation. Um, but yeah, I think that having Rob would be great. It's really tough with these short turnarounds because you know each game is just going to be every other day, so to speak. So you really have to make sure that you monitor Rob's knee. You have to make sure that guys are staying healthy, even with Marcus Smart's uh, midfoot sprain. You have to make sure that these guys can endure the duration of this series because pretty much this is like all or nothing and the Celtics have a great chance to win an NBA championship this year um so yeah I think going with to me the the 
to me, the Bucks Celtics series was Eastern Conference Finals. I thought mm-hmm. whoever comes out of that would take the East. I look back on it now, and you see what transpired in the West with the Mavs shocking the Suns, with the Warriors getting past the Grizzlies, who I'm still not sold on the Warriors because of I'm not sold on the Grizz, I'm not sold on the T-Wolves because those are teams that can lose games of who the Warriors would beat. The Mavs, I mean, they could defend, and they got Doncic, who's a top-five player, like clear-cut, no argument, top-five. Like Tatum, you're like, is he top-five? Is he top-seven, top-eight? Like Doncic is that dude at top-five. But I think who came out of the series, to me, it's now the Celtics' championship to lose. So you go back and you say how... The way Jason answered me when I asked him about pressure, he's like, we got a game Friday. You don't make it bigger than it is. You go out and do what you do, and you find a way to win. That's what the Celtics certainly did. And I think what is good for them is that they don't rely on one way to win. They don't rely. Jason has to be going off. He had to do what he had to do to drop 46 to top Giannis's 44. But they don't rely on that every game. They don't rely on Jalen to also be, hey, 25 to 30 from you too. They, they know what's going to happen. It's, it's going to be a six-game series. In my opinion, it's going to have the ebbs and flows. But the Celtics know what it takes, and it's good for them that no two games were the same in this past series. And even though when I look at the Heat, Embiid missed two games, and when he was in was not 100%. Mm-hmm. James Harden's not James Harden. So it's the same thing of yeah. like, now Boston, okay, you guys beat the Bucks, Good job. No Chris Middleton. Fair, fair, fair. But that's still a really good team. And that's why I think when you look at what the Celtics' resume has been in this postseason alone, to me it's giving me the most amount of confidence of them pushing forward. Yeah, see, this, this feels more like Eastern Conference Finals for me than the Bucks do only because – because it is Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, you said the Bucks series felt Eastern Conference Finals to you. I don't think that didn't feel Eastern Conference Finals for me, but – I think it's just because how both of these teams seem pretty evenly matched defensively or the defensive identities are pretty much on the yeah. same level. So I think that for this game, I mean, yeah, the intensity is going to be very high in this series. I mean, watching guys like P.J. Tucker, who kind of has a similar game to Grant Williams, he can knock down those corner threes. You've got Bam inside. You've got Tyler Hero, who is like an extremely skilled point guard. Good playmaker too. Yeah. And obviously Jimmy Butler, Max Struess, who you were talking about. Like Struess, I love my Gabe Vincent. I love my yeah. Max Struess. So like players. this is this is going to this is not gonna be a easy series. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I look at it more as Eastern Conference finals because it's fair. This is going to be tough. Yeah, I'm not to saying it's gonna be them. easy. I just felt whoever's coming out of Buck Celtics, that's who comes out of the that's East. That's who wins. And that doesn't mean that it'll be easy to get by the Heat. But I've said, I mean, even the Nets series, I'm like, this is like Eastern Conference Finals esque to open up. I mean, the Celtics played the season out to win down to the regular season wire. They earned that home court advantage in the second round of the of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They went from a tough test in the Nets, shut down KD, to a tougher test in Giannis, taking out one of the best players in the world on both ends of the floor. Now I I'm just curious to see how it goes with the the Heat are good defensively. Does stuff get easier? Because you go from a guy that's an anomaly in Giannis as a defender to the Heat, as good as they are, they're much more traditional now, you know? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a good question. I mean, I feel like the Celtics, for them, in order for them to have success against the Heat, they're going to have to control the pace because Miami likes to get up and down. And they'll like to pre- press you and make right. you rush. They, yeah, they will definitely like to pick up speed. Um, so I think that'll be huge for the Celtics. And as far as, for, for, as, far as the Celtics are concerned in the Bucks series, the fact that they had to play behind that entire series to get out of it is huge. I mean, they don't give up. Like you were saying, Ime, he stays the course. He's extremely poised. He has a championship mentality. And I mean, he's steering the ship and all the Celtics have bought in. And I think that if they can just stay consistent throughout the entire game, 
and plays throughout the entire fourth quarter. I mean, they outscored uh, Milwaukee, I think it was 30-17 to 17 in the fourth in Game 7. They held them to 17 points in two separate quarters, too, and which is insane. And that's huge for the Celtics, who yes. have a history of not playing full games out. Oh, my God. So when you're against Miami, especially – for them too, this is the first time in the in this year's playoffs that they're starting on the road for the first two games. So you've got to get one in Miami, and Good they're going to try to gut punch you and get both of those wins to start out. So you've got to get one of those in Miami, then come back home, and at least I mean get one back home. And but. you're going from the highest of highs of what Game Seven was at the Garden, the right. highest of highs to eight thirty tip. Tuesday night in Miami, atmosphere will be different. It mm-hmm. won't be as intense. Mm-hmm. But then you get on the court, and the intensity will punch you in the face. Yep. Do how did the Celtics respond? And because the Heat will bring it from the jump, the yep. Heat will bring it. So I'm saying Celtics in six. What do you What do you feel when you see this? I hate doing these predictions. It's fun <laughs> when you I'm look not, back not, and you're right. I know. I'm not. I'm not the best at them. I guess. Um, I mean, I said Cel- I think I said Celtics in six for the first round, and they swept. So, but yeah, no but one I was calling this the thing. Yeah. Um, all right, I said Celsius and six versus the Bucks. I'm going to say this is really tough. You don't got to switch it up like Celtics and six. I like Celtics right. and six. Oh, nice. I agree. I like Celtics and six. You got it. I just hate when I have to agree with you. <laughs> I hate agreeing with you, but I I would go Celtics and six. Yeah, it just I, the way it lays out. <sighs> And I'll say if Celtics and five happened, I wouldn't be shocked. I just really the way that the Celtics their like, championship team. the way that they paralyze teams. Yeah, like the defense will show up. It Can they play liter- principled basketball? It is literally insane. Like the fact that you are able to hold Milwaukee to eighty-one points in like, a game seven. Yeah, like that is insane. In modern to me. day basketball. So, like you're saying, I mean. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, how this goes. Uh, I have to look at the season series between Miami and but Boston. But even you were at the last time they played in the Garden. Yes, I was at that game. Celtics and you know lost. what happened that game? Celtics they lost. They lost because yeah. they completely blew it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's going to be very key for them and their success. I'm going to go Celtics in six. And we'll see. Ride it out. <laughs> No, I like that. I think Celtics in six. All right, so I, who, all right, so if the Celtics, Celtics in six, who do they see in the Western Conference in the finals? I'm going to defer to the Warriors. It's tough with uh, Gary Payton out, missing yeah. time. But I, and maybe I'm just not sold on the Mavs yet, but I am absolutely baffled by what they're doing. Like, credit to Jason Kidd. Like, hey, buy in, play defense. You got top five player in the world, Luka Doncic, who himself is a dog. He yeah. wanted to kill Devin Booker and Chris Paul. He did. All the stuff they're doing in press conferences, laughing, all the stuff they're doing on the courts. The, the Suns ran through the regular season, got 64 wins, walked into the playoffs like they're – don't stink. I almost cursed first time on this podcast. Thank <laughs> God I caught call myself. Walked in there like they are it, and yeah. no one can touch them. And the Mavs are just like, yo, we don't care. Yeah. They hit their threes. On they the hit road. their shots on the on road the too. Road. I don't. I normally road. don't love all the crowd shots, but seeing Phoenix Suns fan after Phoenix Suns fan just absolutely heartbroken was cracking me up last night. That was tough. I mean, that was tough to watch. I mean, first of all, no one oh, wants yeah. to see a blowout in the playoffs. Like, what are we actually doing? Yeah. And then in a game seven. Yeah. Like, what is? I was watching it. Like, what is happening right now? The Suns. Like we were talking about the Celtics defense. The Suns are held to twenty-seven points at halftime. Like, you have Devin Booker. You have Devin Booker. 
27 they, points they, they were they just were completely off like yeah. they just had an off night and things <laughs> looked terrible and it's a, a game seven at home is a terrible night to have a terrible night and they did mm-hmm. i definitely have the warriors coming out of the west i think <laughs> with that being said let me go warriors in seven celtics in six warriors in seven i think the celtics win it i just they're healthy right now. It's we'll their s- defense. Yeah. It's their defense. It travels. It shows up every night. It is, does their fundamentals follow it up? Do they rebound? Do they box out? Do they take care of the basketball? Do they hit their free throws? And do they stick to their offense and the defensive rotations? Does it stay, stay tight? Touch a paint multiple times. Go from good shots to great shots. Like, yeah. that's what I've said to you. I mean, I'm a broken record on here, but I've said, I'm like, you know, I like the Celtics because I believe that they will show up and play their type of basketball, play good basketball, and they have. Right, and even, like, the games that they have lost in the postseason are, are like, what you lost them yourself. Like you I was there game up, five. Like, you gave this up. Baffled. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's like they are their own worst enemy. If they can just stay consistent, control the pace of play, be patient on offense, because we know once they get sped up and then they start rushing offensively, that's when things go haywire. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing against Miami, you definitely have to be patient on offense and then just stick with your defensive mindset because they can mm-hmm. hold teams to a certain amount of points. We've seen it time and time again. But I would think Celtics, um, Celtics Warriors in the finals, and then I 100% think that the Celtics can win. We'll cover a parade, duck boats, everything. It'll be a fun time. That would be amazing. And I think, I think <laughs> they do that. No, I know. Just I don't jump like in the water. Boats. Duck boats, baby. And I think what would be big, we talk about the skill, the outside that the Heat have. That's why I think, like, your X Factor and your good call, and it was Grant Williams, Al Horford, that role. I think it's going to be Derek White this time around. Hmm. Give, me, give me games three through six, Derek White, not game seven, where you know right away his shot's off, but defensively, how are you going to lock up a Jimmy Butler when you're going to get switched on him? How do you hold up against a Tyler Hero? They're going to bring those waves, a Max Struess, a Gabe Vincent, all these guys. Hmm. So that's why, to me, I, 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 I shift. I mean, one through five is going to be crucial for the Celtics, but yeah. how does a role player like Derek White show up in his minutes? And can you be efficient offensively from the floor and not give away easy possessions because your shot is just off? You have so much faith in Derek White. I love his game. Yes. Decisive, good defender. I mean, it seems like he's definitely does the right finding thing. his rhythm now. I mean, he was 100% out of it, especially in the beginning of the Buck series, but it, towards the end, it definitely seemed like he was getting into a good enough rhythm um, and giving and playing efficient minutes for the Celtics. I mean, yeah, that would be great. I mean, off the bench, you need a guy like that. Him, Peyton Pritchard, even Tice when he comes in. I mean, you need guys like that. So. Derek White, all right. You think he's going to be the X Factor in the series? Okay. I ride the white wave. Derek <laughs> White wave. Be white hot in Miami as they have those like corny T-shirts. <laughs> white hot in Miami. It's so they. It's like their pregame warmups. I look at it. I'm like, who made that? Like, all right. So Derek White, when he was with the Spurs before that trade in March against Miami, he had nine points, three assists. Yeah. On the Spurs. In 32 minutes. On the Spurs. And. Not playing with they Jason played them Tatum. Again. Yeah. They, play, they played them again in, or before that in February. He had 22 points. And 22. Two assists. Seven for 11 from the field. Just saying. Not saying. I'm four just saying. Seven, four for seven from three. Not saying. I'm just saying. Maybe right. the fir- very first Larry Bird trophy winner is Derek White. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> 
They need their guys off the bench to come up big. They do. They go. They still. They go far as Jason Tatum takes them. And I, I think that Peyton Pritchard is an incredible spark off the bench. Like, and that's a, he's a consistent spark. Like every yeah. time he comes in, he makes a difference. He makes an impact. Derek White, I think, is getting there. Yeah, I mean, his offensive game leaves a lot to be desired, but defensively, and his passing. That's why you I know what? Him. Maybe that is where his impact is going to show most against Miami. Yeah, you don't have defense. to be. You don't have to go up and do in all three phases. Like this team is skilled enough, but like defense. This this series will come down to defense. Who plays better defense? You can't have drop offs coming off the bench, and that's where I have the concern with like a when a Vincent or Struess is on the floor. If Duncan Robinson, who got relegated to the bench for the Heat, if he has to play, like you attack him, you go attack. But when Pritch, he could be that guy. He could be that guy that's targeted. A Tice could be that. For the Celtics, but the Celtics just—they're a deep team. They got depth in scoring they and defense. They do. They really, really do. I feel like you have something against Duncan Robinson. No, no, no. Oh, okay. The D two guy, D three guy. D three. D three. That went to Michigan. Yeah. Nah, I love D- small school D3 peeps. God. Hey, he's doing Shout like it's, it's insane that he's getting it done. No, no, okay. Hooper's dream right there. I mean, I said it before that the buy-in that Spo has. Also, the coaching in this is going to be amazing because you're going from Bud and Ime, a stubborn coach and a guy that actually makes adjustments, to Spo and Ime, two guys that'll move quarter by quarter and game by game and actually yeah. mess with the lineups. But Spo had, I mean, Duncan Robinson dropped like 27 points against the Hawks in the first round. Next game, like played like seven minutes, I think. And that's a buy-in from the Heat. And that's a guy that steps up. Rotations are completely different. Whoever like supplants him and takes in that spot. I mean, that's how good this team is. Yeah. I think for, especially with um, Spo and Udoka, they're not afraid to make like drastic decisions or changes to lineups if it benefits the team. So we will see how that goes in this series. Perfect. All right, so Chelsea says Celtics in six. Great call, because that's guess. what I say to <laughs> I guess. Celtics Pre- in six. Appreciate you guys. Go. What were you going to say? All I was going to say is that we need to get rid of the 8.30 tip time. Yo, for the East Coast. Coast. Like, for the East why Coast. Why are we doing this to if ourselves? It, if, like, if the Bucks were in Tuesday it, because then that Thursday? would be 7.30 Central time, but like, why an 8.30 tip? Because how late are you going to tip on the West Coast? So if you want to watch West Coast, like you're staying up late each night, 8.30 tip, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I feel like they're doing it for West Coast hoop fans who want to tune in. So it's, it's you know, like, They're going to be in traffic at 5.30. (laughs) True. Everyone's working from home now. I mean, I'm just asking for us to never do this again. (laughs) I saw that and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like on a weekday, give me a 7.30 Please tip. Big, that's on a, big a Saturday, hour. on a Saturday, if you want a night game, eight thirty, that's perfectly fine. But like eight thirty during the week, why are we doing this? I need my beauty sleep. There's not enough cover up in the world you to help out with these dark circles. <laughs> the concealer. I need my beauty sleep, and I ain't getting it this week. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Go get your beauty sleep. I wanted the prediction. I won making Chelsea laugh. <laughs> Over under two and a half times. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one. Thank you for listening.